previous quarter. Another 1.4 million people signed up for unemployment benefits last week. That's the second straight weekly increase. Dow futures are off 269. S&P futures down 44 right now. A private funeral service for the late congressman and civil rights leader John Lewis gets underway in Atlanta in two hours. Three former U.S. presidents will be there. Obama, who will deliver the eulogy, Bush and Clinton. WGCL's Rebecca Schramm is outside Ebenezer Baptist Church. Political history, of course, John Lewis served his life, dedicated his life to civil rights and public service, served Georgia's 5th District for more than three decades. We're watching now as the family of John Lewis gathers around the casket. New York Times has published an op-ed from Lewis today. He wanted it to run on the day of his funeral. It urges Americans to answer the highest calling of their hearts, to stand up for what they truly believe, and let the spirit of peace and the power of love be everlasting guides. Coronavirus deaths in the U.S. have reached yet another milestone, topping 150,000. Many school districts are rethinking reopenings. CBS's David Begno. With no national plan. Local leaders in viral epicenters like Miami, Phoenix, Los Angeles, and Houston are planning to delay in-person learning until later this year. Other large school districts in Philadelphia, Kansas City, and Indianapolis are looking at similar changes. Florida is dealing with another pandemic challenge. Tropical storm Isaias is expected to hit the peninsula by the weekend. State COVID testing sites are closing down and shelters are trying to make socially distanced space for evacuees. A 4.2 magnitude earthquake hit near L.A. this morning. No reports of damage. And in Florida, the biggest, most sophisticated Mars rover ever built blasted off from Cape Canaveral. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our ColorSnap app. Then visit SWColorChips.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. And when you're ready to paint, shop online. Then stop by your local Sherwin-Williams store for curbside pickup and get everything you need without leaving your car. The back-to-school sales here at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Get 40 to 70% off almost everything. Logo and dresses from $9.99, tees from $4.99, and jeans from $12.99. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through August 4th. Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Bars are just as crunchy and creamy on the lawn chair as they are at the lookout, as delicious on your porch as they are at the park. So enjoy a Nature Valley Sweet and Salty Bar wherever you are. Pro basketball comes back tonight. We haven't heard this for a while. James spins and throws it down. Tonight, after more than four months, the NBA season resumes. You, me, Laker fans, we don't care. We're beyond elated to be back. All remaining games, including the playoffs, will be played in Orlando, Florida, where the NBA has established a strict bubble. And the social unheaval the country has gone through the last few months will not be forgotten. On the basketball courts will be the words Black Lives Matter 
and some players will replace their names on the back of their jerseys with social justice messages. Steve Futterman, CBS News. There will be a new addition to President Trump's wax figure at Madame Tussauds in London, a face mask. Visitors will be welcomed back to the museum Saturday for the first time since pandemic shutdowns. Likenesses of Queen Elizabeth, Prime Minister Johnson and Taylor Swift are also covered up for COVID safety. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I was taking a lot of different vitamins. You pay a lot of money for vitamins, but they don't do anything for you. You don't feel any difference. So I thought I should give this a try. And after taking this, I'm feeling better. And I feel like I have more energy. It's all natural. It's nothing chemical. It just makes you feel a lot better. I was skeptical in the beginning to order it, but this is really a good product, and it's worth every penny. <laughs> Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code FRUITS. Introducing Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza. Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza has 30% fewer carbs than the brand's thin crust, and we can choose from three signature 10-inch pies, including cauliflower heat with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, fresh red pepper, and plant-based sausage. Or the cauliflower garden with green peppers, onions, mushrooms, and plant-based sausage. Not your style? Totally okay. You can make your own 10-inch cauliflower pizza to your liking. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. Hey, it's Boots with Talk Tire Stickers, classic cars, and how we can make teenagers better drivers. That's AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable Gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hardworking, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 M.O. Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely equipment, built around you. So it turns out... Plus, they're delivered by the CME staff, not a third party out of Columbus. CME will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. Service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Overcast. Yes, overcast. That's the word. 74 degrees right now, headed to 81. That's not 93, is it? Yesterday afternoon, it was 93 degrees. And it felt like it.
Looking ahead for the next week, nothing in the 90s. Unless something changes. It's a Thursday, we got a free-for-all. And it's, uh, let's see, what is the date here? Today's uh, July 30th, right? No, no, no. What is today? 30th. It is the 30th. Okay, let me turn your mic on. Good morning. Oh, good morning. The 30th. It is July 30th. Okay, so the last day, this is July... Get my knuckles out here. July has 31. 31. Okay. Um, 30 days has September. I never learned that. April, June, and November. I know a lot of people use that. <laughs> I have to use my knuckles. I just never learned it. Anyway. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, next to the last day of this month. Yes. Today. It is uh, Thursday, 212th day of the year, 154 now remain. I know that just changes by one each day, but we, it's going to be, well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> let's see, our highlight in history, the year 1945, when on this date, the Portland-class heavy cruiser USS Indianapolis having just delivered components of the atomic bomb to um, the Mariana Islands, was torpedoed by a Japanese submarine. 1,200, um, they say men, um, I'm sorry, let me start this over. 1,517 men were aboard that ship 1,200 survived. One thing I always wonder about a little bit in a report like that is it's, it's gender specific. It says men. I am guessing there were some women on board too. Uh, even in World War II and all of that. You know what I mean? So anyway, I wondered about that too. If if it was what you just said, if there were any women on board the subs you in know, World we, War Two, we lost a very special friend to the radio station uh, recently. Um, Alice Draw, and folks, you may recall that George Draw. Uh, for many years was my sidekick on this show uh, he also did the um, sentimental journey show much like Chuck Sr. did your dad um, well Alice passed here what a month ago maybe yeah probably and uh, she was also a neighbor about three doors away but what I'm getting at is she was a wave. And she was in the very earliest days of that. Now, you've heard of wax and waves and... Okay, this, this is... Um, 
what they referred to the women's branch of service for the Navy. And then the WACs were what branch? Help me out with this. this uh, was it the Women's Army Air Corps? Auxiliary Corps. That's what it was. Okay. Women's Auxiliary Corps. And that would have been to? The Naval Reserve. Well, then what's the difference? Between, uh, uh, waves were uh, waves were the Women's uh, Naval Reserve. Okay, I thought WAC was one um, branch of the service. WAVE was a different branch of the service. Yeah, I think it was uh, WAC's. WAVE uh, strikes me as being... Um, Navy. Navy. Mm-hmm. WAX must have been Army. Mm-hmm. And then I think even the Air Force had a division back then. But anyway, whatever it was, she was involved in that. Now... Did the wax, I'm sorry, did the waves, would there have been waves on board this ship in the Mariana Islands? I'm guessing there was. So that's when, whenever it says 317 out of nearly 1,200 men survived. Um, You know, I mean, you can't say men and women, you just could but it's I think men in that sense is not specifically that gender it's service people am I making too much out of this no um, there's of course there's recognition to be deserved for you know everyone that was on that sub you know whether it was the waves or yeah sailors or whoever was they were serving our country yeah yeah okay well but uh the the waves uh apparently were not an auxiliary and they were accorded a status comparable to that of male members of the reserve yes and uh indeed the army's female branch uh were the wax okay women's auxiliary corps well anyway um they continued a separate existence until 1978. All right, let's let's move on here. I think we've tried to make a point. Um, let's see here. Ah, 1844, the New York Yacht Club was founded. I had um, I've had two. Yacht Club events there at that Yacht Club. Um, growing up, I was what you might call a member of the Columbus Yacht Club, which was the Leather Lips, Leather Lips, Chief Leather Lips, it's named for. And there's a monument to him. I'm surprised they haven't torn that down and I'm sorry. Um, But right along the Scioto River, in between Dublin and what would be the Columbus Zoo, is um, a a monument to him. Not a full statue, but it's 
half of a statue, like from the waist up. Anyway, Leatherlips Yacht Club in Columbus. I spent a lot of time there. All right. Well, let's see here. I guess, uh, what do we normally do? Birthdays, right? Um, Bud Selig is 86. And if you're saying, why is that so familiar? It's baseball, folks. He was a former Major League Baseball Commissioner. Uh, blues musician Buddy Guy is 84. Peter Bogdanovich, the movie director, 81. Feminist activist Eleanor Smeal, 81. U.S. Rep. Patricia Schroeder is 80. Paul Anka, 79. I don't know why this reminds me of it, but I'll talk about it. I'll interrupt myself for a minute. Someone the other day brought in a nice stack, several feet tall of records. 33 RPM sort of things. Uh, they're in mint condition. And a few of them we don't have. And there were others that were be in better condition than ones we're using. Okay? Folks, I am very grateful when people do that. Yes, we still use records. Only in this, in this room here, WATH. Uh, over on WXTQ, everything's all digitized, you know. And in many cases over here where we have a vast library, I don't know, what, 45,000 songs or something digitized, where do you think they came from? Records. Um, so... I, I'm just very impressed with the collection someone left us recently. Yeah, she had called me a couple of weeks ago and asked if uh, we would like to have them. So and, uh, I said, sure. Yeah, uh, you know, if you are trying to free up some space or something like that, or these are records that don't necessarily appeal to you, but they do to others... Uh, whatever the situation is, please think of dropping them off to us. Let us go through them. We will find homes for those we don't need. They won't simply be put in the uh, trash, okay? We do have a caller. Let me get on board here with that. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I just, just had heard recently the tribute and uh, announcement of Bob Bayette's, I assume it's called retirement from this career, and uh, wanted to wish him the best. Wondered if you were possibly going to have him on some morning. We, we've uh, grown accustomed to his face. You know the song there. Oh. We've grown accustomed to his voice, and it's going to be quite a change 
uh, not to have the uh, on the half hour news each each morning. Right. Anyway, I just uh, on behalf of many others, I'm sure, uh, want to appreciate your station having him as part of your staff, and uh, curious about what's coming uh, following his tenure. So I'll leave it uh, uh, leave the phone, and you can talk if okay. you wish. Sure, happy to. Um, yes, we too will miss Bob, but uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, he's stepping down from the uh, day-to-day full-time responsibilities as news director. Um, I actually had a conversation with him, I think yesterday, saying, would you have any interest in still hosting um you know a musical segment or something like that and i was pleased to hear him say yes so what but you know i'm getting old he's getting old um you need to um focus on um things at home more you know your spouse's your spouse's health um this is true in both of our cases just things so um um i i have a feeling that he may have a, a little different role with us um after some things settle down a little bit but um, in the meantime, we've um, selected a person by the name of River Chalker. That's an interesting name, isn't it? River Chalker. And we can have some fun with that name. And uh, River uh, is learning the ropes from Bob, but then he'll take it a little further in his own direction. Um, here... Starting um, next week, he'll also be working with a couple other members of our staff who have done news. And um, but in I guess technically Bob's last day is Friday. So um, <clears throat> until something else pops. So um, I I agree with the caller, uh, and thank you for bringing it up. We do have another caller here. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I also want to say uh enjoyed Bayette over the years. Mm-hmm. You have a nice PSA, a public service announcement about his retirement. Yeah, Flash did that good job on that. Flash is our, uh, what we call our station voice. But that was a man's voice. Yes, Flash is what we call, is his name. Oh, okay. I, uh, okay. I, I, yeah. You know what? I don't even know his real name. <laughs> But he's been with us for years himself. But he's not the voice of WHH, is he, from Florida? Yeah. All, all of our um, liners and stuff like that, that that's Flash that voices those. Oh. Well, I, the one point I want to make yeah. is I hope you can bring back the new news. Yeah, I would love to, too. Now, that, that may take some doing, but uh, it is something I'm, that I... The noon epic... The Midday Journal, whatever you choose to call it, we've called it several things over the years. Um, 
I always thought that was an important item. Right. I always liked that. And I know you discontinued it when Bob said he wanted to have shorter hours at work and be home with his grandchildren and stuff like that. But now that this new guy probably have to be home with his grandchildren, maybe he can do the new news. Because it was an important part of my day in the past. And I, mm -hmm. you already have parts. You have the... We've got the stock market. We've got the... Uh, sports report. Sports and, report, yeah. And things like that. And... Um, wanted to say, hey, bring back that midday journal or noon, whatever you called it. The noon epic. Noon epic. Oh, those are nice names. Yes. <laughs> well, if you can do that, but uh, I do want to say enjoy Bob and yep. he's been, been clowning around a little bit with Scott in the morning and saying, here's Scottish or something <laughs> like that. I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> and then poor Sky, <laughs> she's going berserk. <coughs> Oh, yes. And, and, but she goes berserk anyway. Um, I mean, you know. It comes natural. It's, she is so funny. In spite of it all, I do laugh, you know. She is really a delight. Yeah, she is. Yeah. You still uh, have that afternoon lady that you think is always smiling? Penny? Uh, yeah. Uh, we're working on this. Okay. Um, she took on some additional duties as a teacher at um, the middle school. And um, so now what we can do is if she can, if we can work it out where she can come in on Saturday and record the whole week. Yeah. Uh, then then she's ready to come back in. You know, at night and on weekends and stuff like that, you don't have anyone in. Oh, uh, I know. Playing fabulous songs. And I think, gosh, when you got into this new computer system, did you get into a new system of records uh, we are uh you're saying you're hearing records you haven't heard before yeah okay no we've had them we're just using them now oh well i know scott's been using them on this sentimental journey and the other day you were talking about how you and some other people are feeling well there was a report i think that people get depressed during this depression and whatnot my suggestion to them is Turn on Sentimental Journey and listen to Scott between 10 and 12, and you'll be all picked up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. I and, appreciate that. And uh, Anyway, I'm glad that lady gave you some more records. Maybe I'll be hearing some more. And I, I loved hearing that Porgy and Bess uh, overture or whatever. Oh, yeah. Playing. I'm singing right along with them and everything. And so you ever want to have a section that has classical or whatever? Well, we used to have a weekly uh, Broadway show uh, soundtrack, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, feature. And, um, you know, that's not a bad thing to bring back. Yeah. No, and I, I have probably, I don't have a whole lot of the recent stuff, but mercy, the collection of Broadway show music I have is substantial and it's um you know you know how thin a record is yeah well it's probably i'm gonna say 12 feet long wow and um i just need to add the newer stuff to it right and when you put the stuff on at the end of a program really excites me fair <laughs> enough yeah. hey thank you 
Thank you very much, okay. too. Bye-bye. Yes, thank you for your kind words. And Bob. And Bob, right. He's got and a Bob. nice voice. He can come back. Oh, speaking of a nice voice, I called the messenger the other day to find out about some delivery thing or something. And I talked to a guy named Paul Brown. He used to do radio work up in Logan or somewhere around that area. He's got a terrific voice. And I told him, go speak to Dave Palmer. He'd probably like to have you for voiceovers or whatever, and he wouldn't mind doing that either. He'd just get up and do it. But he'd like his voice, too. Hmm. Thanks for the uh, note. His name's Paul Brown, and he's got this wonderful voice, sort of like Flash, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. Or Scott. You know, Scott's got that good voice, too. <laughs> so you, Dave, so... Oh, I called your... I, I got it, and I moved oh. it on to the right person. Okay. I, hey, guess what, guys? If you call WATH, you can now get in the menu, number six, Dave Palmer. I left a message for him the other day, <laughs> and I wondered if you got it. You just said you did. Yes. Well, thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Um... <clears throat> well, yeah, that was nice. It was some good stuff there. You know, not hearing about the not so good things of COVID. Well, guess what? Yep, it's a coming. Uh, I I no longer feel like doing any more birthdays today. So, all right. I'll just set this over here. But I I can tell you this: today is National Cheesecake Day. Hmm. Now, folks, at Rotary, at symposiarchs, at different organizations that have meals, most of my friends know that I'm not a big dessert guy. With one exception. Cheesecake. <laughs> if we buy a frozen cheesecake from Kroger or somewhere and take it home, um, it comes out of the freezer probably uh, each evening for a brief period. If you know what I mean. How many evenings does it last? Well, eight or nine. You know, depending on how you slice it. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's partially <clears throat> responsible for this um, couple of pounds I'm carrying around now that I didn't used to. A little shade on the front porch. There you go. Anyway, National Cheesecake Day, National Chili Dog Day, National Intern Day, National Whistleblower Day and National Father-in-Law Day. So um, now you're informed. Yeah. You like chili dogs? You know, I have had... It's, it's not something I would go in and order. But when someone has ordered one for me, I've been surprised, pleasantly. I just, except for a Cincinnati-style chili, I don't like chili. Mm. But the old Cincinnati-style chili with the cinnamon and all of that. Oh, yeah. 
very unique, and to most people, they say, that's not chili. Um, <laughs> it is in Cincinnati. <laughs> it is in Cincinnati, and it is to me, too. Yeah, same here. I'll tell you where you can get some of the best ones, well, for me, anyway, are like at uh, high school football games or the junior high games where they're just you know trying to do a little fundraiser. Yeah. Make a little money. Boy, they make some of the best sauce. Well, if you look inside our refrigerator or in our pantry, we have more sauces and flavorings like that than anybody else I've seen. I do like those sort of things. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Our our foodie segment there. Evidently, <laughs> evidently, we are foodies. Let's see here. In 1778, <clears throat> Frederick the First, also known as Barbarossa. Holy Roman Emperor, crowned King of Burgundy. On this date in 1178. In 1419, first defenestration of Prague. Anti-Catholic Hussites, followers of executed former John Hus. Storm Prague Town Hall and throw the judge, mayor, and several city council members out the windows. They die in the fall or kill, killed by the crowd outside. Kind of brutal. Um, bum, 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 bum. 1619, the House of Burgesses, uh, Virginia, forms the first elective American governing body. Eighteen sixty-nine, the Charles, considered the world's first oil tanker, departs from the United States, headed for Europe with a bulk capacity of seven thousand barrels of oil. Nineteen thirty-five, the first Penguin book is published, starting the paperback revolution. Okay, let's see. Here we got a few to look up, Scott. So today is Arnold Schwarzenegger's birthday. He's 73. Arnold. Henry Ford. Were he alive, today would be his birthday. He died in 1947, but was born in 1863. Okay, now this one here. Emily Bronte. Oh, she was a poet and a writer. Okay. I know that without. Born but. in 1818 on this date, died in 1848. Didn't have a real long time. Nope. She was an English novelist and poet, best known for her only novel, Wuthering Heights. Oh, yes. Now I got it. <clears throat> now, here's someone who um, is <clears throat> celebrating her 39th birthday today. She has a great smile. Hope. Solo. 
Oh, soccer player. She was on the women's U.S. national team. Okay, I have forgotten that. That's not like me. Famous deaths. Otto von Bismarck died on this date in 1898. And William Penn died on this date in 1718. See if there's anything else here we need to mention. I don't think so. So we'll set this. Uh, these are the done. Okay, pile. Yes, we do have to talk about COVID. By the way, it's um, 37. Yeah, 37 minutes uh, after the hour. So if you're going the other two other direction, we got about 22 and a half minutes remaining today. First of all, the daily uh, stats that I've compiled. <clears throat> Here in Athens, um, Somehow or other, I didn't save my Athens data from yesterday. I, I did Ohio and U.S. and world, but not the Athens. Um, can, um, do you get the reports from Ruth? From where? Ruth Dudding. I do not. Okay. Let me take a quick look here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Email that one. Forgive me, folks. It's only live radio. Um, well, speaking of COVID, while you're searching there, um, Major League Baseball now is assigning compliance people to each Major League team, apparently, mm -hmm. to basically make sure that they're following guidelines that have been established by both the players union and the commissioner's office the owners the players and uh, one of the things that i they thought was interesting is they're going to be watching out for these players spitting yes because these guys they need to stop that you know whether they're carriers or not they need to stop that i mean you still see guys that are like faucets up there uh, they catch him on close-up TV, and these guys are still letting it go. But, uh, you know, with the, if they want to keep well, the season going, you know, start doing these things and start complying with the guidelines. Otherwise, they're going to end up like the Miami Marlins with half the team and personnel being uh, testing positive with the virus. So, come on, guys. keep Let's keep the season going and start complying with all these guidelines. Um, I, I certainly agree. You know, they all want to play baseball, so... I, I have never understood exactly. Okay, so we used to, with the copperheads, we used to have to put up signs in the dugout saying, no sunflower seeds. Because what they do is they just between their teeth, they open up the 
the hull, tiny little hull, mm-hmm. eat this dinky little seed out of it, and spit the hulls on the ground. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And then a rain comes by, and they all collect in the uh, sewer, um, not sewer, but drain, and you clog up, and pretty soon you've got standing foot several feet of water inside the dugout. Uh, it's just really irritating. No gum, um, because they don't dispose of that properly. Yep. Uh, just stuff. And you know, I know there's a certain tradition to the sunflower seed bit, but shucks. You know, you can carry a cup around if you're going to do that. You know, I've seen guys do that. They put the seeds, you know, the holes in the cup after they get the seed out. Okay, but yeah, it's the the like I said. If these guys say they want to play baseball and keep playing, well then you know let's start towing the line, so to speak. In the spitting, yeah. Okay. So uh, as of yesterday, in the world, sixteen million eight hundred and ten. 1,315 cases. That is 0.21%. Not 21%. We're saying less than 1%. But still, alarming, right? Deaths, 661,917. So of those that have caught it, 3.94% have died. Uh, Since this all began, and that's the count, 16,810,000 cases, 16,810,000 cases, 8,952,000 have recovered. Okay, in the United States, um, we've had more than the world as a whole, percentage-wise. But there are countries that have more cases in terms of their general population than we do. But we're up there pretty high. So where the world had 0.21%, not even a full percent, the U.S. does have a full percent, 1.36. So what's that translate to? 4,461,216 cases. How many were new just yesterday? Just shy of 70,000. How many deaths thus far as of yesterday? 152,042. That's 3.41% of those that get it. The recovery rate in the U.S., 2,170,898. That is 48.66% of those that got it. 
and that number continues to rise as people continue to recover. Ohio OH. Ohio. There you go. Okay. Um, we had 1,396 new cases yesterday. Bringing the total to 87,893. Now, that is still 0.7 of a percent of our state's population. So where the U.S. is 1.36, here we are 0.752. We're half what it is elsewhere in the U.S. as a whole. Okay, now we can get in a little more detail. So ICU, intensive care units. Yesterday, 2,513 patients. In the hospital, but not in ICU, 8,040. Recovering at somewhere else, like their homes, most likely. 31,273. Now what about the deaths? We had uh, 3,422 as of yesterday. That is about 3.8% So, see, um, we're just slightly higher than the U.S. in general. We're slightly lower than the world. Well, anyway. Demographics. 51% male, 49% female. Now, there's... I know that doesn't equal 100%, but the numbers move around. The median age, when this all started, the median age was like 63. Now we're down to 42. Mm. Just a few weeks ago, it was uh, right around 49.50. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and in our state of Ohio, 42,770 have recovered. That's 48.66%. Okay, in Athens, yesterday, we have four new cases, bringing the total to 330 cases. 94 are active, 235 are recovered, and as you will recall, we had one death early on. Okay. Now, the fact is, though, Uh, there has been an increase in cases, and particularly at, as they pertain to hospital care. 
So we now have some data from the Ohio Hospital Association that shows as of Tuesday, yesterday, 1,122 COVID-19 patients were being taken care of in hospitals across Ohio. That set a new record high. The previous record high was in late April when Ohio Department of Health shows there were 1,103 COVID patients. But uh, as of yesterday, 1,122. Of the latest hospitalizations, 348 were in ICU, 174 were on ventilators. Um, hospitalizations going up is not a good milestone. This was a quote from John Palmer. John Palmer is no relation. I did have a, a cousin by the name of John Palmer who at one time was the U.S. Attorney General for the state of Ohio. But um, this one is the Director of Public Affairs for the Ohio Hospital Association. The OHA is tracking the hospitalization numbers, then sharing them with the ODH, which then reports them. We don't want a trend that keeps going up. We need that to go back down, said Palmer. According to the Ohio Hospital Association, hospital capacity across the state is about 74%, including the COVID-19 patients. Elective operation patients and emergency patients as well. Palmer calls 74% a normal place to be. And hospitals in Ohio are not overwhelmed right now. And the key is making sure that they don't become so. He went on, we don't want to find ourselves in situations where other states have had their ICU beds maxed out, their health care system overwhelmed. So, let's see, I can skip through some of this. Ohioans have worked hard to slow the spread of this disease. However, these numbers are a stark reminder that the virus is still very much with us. COVID-19 has not gone anywhere. The coronavirus is still here. We are still living with it. You could still get it. This was an interview with Channel 4 in Columbus. The increased hospitalizations should make sense to people because we have more people who have COVID-19. What I want people to hear and hopefully appreciate is that we need all hands on deck. By all hands on deck, he's referring to people wearing masks, social distancing, practicing good hygiene, Today is Thursday, and at 2 o'clock today, the governor, 
Mike DeWine will give another one of his updates and take questions from the local media. So tune in. We air those live right here on 970-WATH. Okay, what else is going on? we got about six minutes left. Um, the autocrat problem. The European Union seems to be functioning better than the United States in some big ways right now. Europe has been far more successful in subduing the coronavirus. It has also passed a recent economic stimulus bill, while the U.S. Congress has not. But Europe does have a major problem. It has a rising autocratic movement that the continent's leaders have no clear strategy for confronting. If anything, the pandemic has strengthened the most autocratic EU governments. For example, Hungary and Poland. Other countries have put a higher priority on fighting the virus and helping the economy than trying to stop the erosion of democracy. What's some of the background? Well, Hungary's governing party, led by Prime Minister Vil, um, Viktor Orban, has undermined democracy by changing election rules, packing the courts with allies, and insisting on uncritical media coverage. Orban has used the virus as an excuse to centralize authority even further. Let's turn to Poland. Their governing party, led by someone I can't pronounce, has taken a similar approach mostly by neutralizing the judicial system. When the EU expanded to include Hungary, Poland, and six other countries in 2004, the bloc's leaders made the mistake of assuming that Eastern and Central Europe were on a one-way path to democracy and the rule of law. The naivety, I think I got that out right, bears some resemblance to American assumptions about how China would democratize after joining global treaties, trade treaties. Well, anyway, the result, the EU did not create an easy process for punishing countries that move away from democracy. Doing so can require either a unanimous vote or a supermajority, and Hungary and Poland have defeated either. Going on, some European officials pushed for a tougher approach in the recent stimulus bill. But in the end, the EU leaders chose to avoid a big fight during a crisis. Afterward, Orban uh, gloated about winning a very important battle. Well, there are no easy answers here. Allowing a 
meritocracy uh, um, to flourish may encourage its rise in other countries, but com- confronting it risks pulling the EU apart. In the long run, it seems to me the rule of law issues will undermine the EU. Okay. Big tef, tech, big tech is under the microscope. We're talking about, oh, you know, the chief executives of Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook. Uh, they dealt with five hours of difficult questioning from con- Congress people. These are all famous names you know. Uh, Teachers, they're concerned. You know, we hear one moment this school is thinking of going back to school. Next minute we hear this other school is not, at least not for... 12 or 13 weeks or something like that. Yep. More schools moving to all online. All sorts of different plans. Yep. Teachers, they're getting kind of gun shy. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing from a few OU professors that are acquaintances. You know, what, what about us? They care about the kids, but sure, they can't do anything if they themselves are sick. Um, well, it's something that as we talked to Tom uh, Gibbs two days ago, last Tuesday he was our guest, you know, the board has been considering, the teachers have made themselves known, some want to get back in the classroom, some are concerned, there is no perfect answer to be certain. Well, that pretty much wraps things up for uh, today's program. Tomorrow's Friday. We wrap wrap up the week. Um, Had a pleasant dinner on our outside patio last night. And um, it was just peaceful, you know? It was a nice evening. Wasn't quite as sticky. Um... And it's going to be even nicer tonight. I made, um, what do you call that? Flat iron steak. It was wonderful. All right, folks. uh, Do something special tonight for yourselves as well. And we'll see you tomorrow. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The Dow is down 514 points in early trading after a historic drop in the gross domestic product and disappointing unemployment numbers. First to the GDP and CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger. We saw a historic contraction in the second quarter, down by just under. 
33% on an annualized basis. Another 1.4 million people signed up for unemployment benefits, the second consecutive weekly increase. Lawmakers in Washington are not expected to reach an agreement on a new relief bill before $600 bonuses expire tomorrow. A private funeral gets underway in Atlanta next hour for Congressman John Lewis. Mourners are gathered outside Ebenezer Baptist Church. He did so much to pave the way for so many of us. Former Presidents Obama, Bush, and Clinton will be there. Mr. Obama will deliver the eulogy. Pastor Frank Warnick will lead the service. History will remember him because he showed up in the places where it really counts. Congressman Lewis asked the New York Times to publish an op-ed he's written on this day. CBS's Jim Crisula. Lewis wrote, quote, Though I am gone, I urge you to answer the highest calling of your heart and stand up for what you truly believe. Lewis went on to say that, quote, together we can redeem the soul of our nation. Lewis said he was inspired in his last days by the millions of people coming together for social and racial change. President Trump is suggesting postponing the November election. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Taking his crusade against mail-in voting to a new level, the president suggests in a tweet that the election should be delayed until, quote, people can properly, securely, and safely vote. Since 1848, the presidential election has been held the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, and experts insist it would take an act of Congress to change that. Critics quickly pointed to Mr. Trump's tweet as another example of the president flouting American norms, traditions, and laws. CBS News confirms members of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, including Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks, will be sent to coronavirus hotspots, with the number of deaths reaching a new record of more than 150,000. CBS's David Begno. California, Texas, and Florida recorded single-day highs for new coronavirus deaths. And so did North Carolina. Many school districts revamping reopening plans. You may have to say so long to your favorite coffee and donut spot. CBS's Maria Garcia. America runs. I'm Duncan. Well, America could be seeing 800 Duncan locations shutting their doors permanently as economic fallout continues from the pandemic. Losing those locations would represent 8% of the company's total footprint. This is CBS News. Presented by Rocket Mortgage.